Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 18th. It is six minutes after 11. You're listening to Kennel and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kennel. My name is Casey Daniels. And boy, are we glad you're here today. So President Biden, again, ignored reporters' questions as they tried to get him to address the classified documents from his time as vice president that were recently found in his Delaware home and also at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. He was having meetings. And when the meetings were done, they left and reporters were shouting at him. (laughs) They were really shouting far away as he was walking towards the helicopter and they were met all all of the questions were met with absolute silence and we saw yesterday the video that service we're not going to play the audio because it doesn't really work on the radio but of them in in the oval office asking him the questions and him just kind of leaning back in his chair smirking And one of the things that you realize, whether it is on a national level or a state level or a local level, these people get away with so much that eventually they come to believe, and it is the height of arrogance or narcissism or whatever you want to call it, that they are bulletproof. And at a time where Joe Biden should if he were a good and decent person, be concerned. Mm -hmm. He clearly thinks it's funny because Joe Biden has always gotten away with it because of his politics and because the mainstream national media agrees with his politics. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about these classified documents and how it's just going back and forth now between what happened with Trump and then what's happening with Joe Biden. And some people are calling this tit-for-tat politics. And so what's Adam Dershowitz? Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz. Okay, he was on Newsmax. Yes. And he was saying that A whole bunch of people have been convicted or are in prison for handling classified documents. And we were talking about this last hour. You talked about the guy who was in the Navy who took the picture and there was something in the background inadvertent and that got him in a whole lot of trouble and there was this other story about this woman who had a classified document and she had inadvertently taken it home, had a dinner party and someone from her office came to the dinner party, saw the classified document, turned her in, and now she's in jail. Yeah. So Alan Dershowitz brings up the question, should all of these people deserve to have their cases looked at now? Right. Let's play this audio. Alan Dershowitz is obviously one of the great legal minds in the history of this country. He was probably, I mean, he's done many, many prominent things, but America would probably most recognize him and know him. He was on the OJ Dream Mm -hmm. team. Um, But he made, and he was Donald Trump's attorney uh, during one of the impeachment hearings. And he makes it, he makes a great point about what you just said, Casey, take a listen. If this were a military uh, intelligence analyst or someone who did something similar, they would be kicked out of the military. They may even go to jail for something similar to this. We should go back and look at all the people who've lost their classification, lost their jobs, and been sentenced to prison for these kinds of violations. Um, the violation should require intent. Um, these are 
people who have been sloppy and negligent, none of them have any malevolent intent, not Trump, not Biden, not any of the people uh, who have lost their jobs. Uh, Sandy Berger put it in his sock in order to help him write his memoir. You know, these are things, the reason I say tit for tat and Republicans do the same thing is because if the, if the Democrats hadn't gone after Donald Trump uh, this way, the way uh, they they did, I don't think this story yeah. would be as story. Yeah. It's a big right. story because what of what the Democrats and also for what Joe Biden himself said. Yeah, that, and it demands uh, that kind of in-kind response, right? And when you don't have the FBI raiding the Biden family residences, you, you wonder, is there really, you know, equal justice under the law here? But the answer is they never should have raided Mar-a-Lago. The answer right. is not to Biden. The answer is not to have done what they did to Trump. So he went on to say that in the end, this is all going to cancel each other out and that there, there won't be any prosecutions on either side and there shouldn't be and the people who again it, it right uh, intent is a big part of it except it doesn't seem to matter for these regular rank and file people intent doesn't seem to matter but with these guys these high profile people it'll totally be a, a huge part of it is what you know what did you intend to do and so we don't have equal treatment under the law and joe biden will likely skate out of this as will donald trump but I feel bad, as Alan Dershowitz does, for these poor people mm -hmm. who all they wanted to do is serve their country or be good citizens or whatever, and now they're paying a price for ridiculous stuff. Mm -hmm. It's 11 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So someone is going to blink, and the question is, who will it be? Let me answer that for you, Casey. Are you ready? Yeah. The same people it always is. The Republicans. Republicans. We're talking about the debt ceiling showdown that is quickly approaching. The U.S. debt is now at 100% of GDP, and tomorrow is the big day. We're hitting our spending limit. Will they raise the debt ceiling? Remember at the end of, spoiler alert, and it was out in 2008, so you've had 15 years, so I feel like we're good here. Remember at the end of the Batman movie with Heath Ledger, <laughs> where they've both got the bomb mm -hmm. on the boats, the criminals are on one boat, and the people are on the other boat trying to get out of Gotham, and he says, whoever blows up the other person's boat, he'll let the other boat live, and ultimately, the people on both boats, the criminals and the, the regular people talk each other out of it and say we are not these people we are not doing this and then the time comes because he said if you don't do it by midnight i'll blow up both boats and midnight comes mm -hmm. and nothing happens and this is what i think america needs to do with the debt ceiling if the democrats will not or the u.s senator or whatever because with todd young I, I lump todd young and romney and those guys in when i say the democrats if they will not acquiesce to serious spending cuts and entitlement reform then just let it go we always are told well if you don't then well look at what's happening in this country now casey look look at the inflation look at the buying power that's been diluted look at the waste mm -hmm. in government I'm willing to take a risk at this point that ra not raising the debt ceiling will will not be anything worse than what we're currently seeing. And the only way to get these people, these people are addicts, right? The uh, 
the percentage of, of debt, the, the, GD, the percentage related to the GDP, this is how sick the spending has gotten, in 2008 was 39%. Mm-hmm. That's still really high, and that's mm-hmm. way too high, mm-hmm. but it ain't 100. Mm-hmm. The percentage of debt related to our gross domestic product has basically tripled in 15 years. Yeah. These people, and by these people, I'm talking about the United States Congress are addicts when it comes to spending money. You have to cut them off. They cannot be trusted, and the only way to cut them off is this debt ceiling. So we're going to find out here in the next day or two mm-hmm. whether uh, the Republicans, led by Kevin McCarthy, of who Jim Banks has said is his best friend, and he's super excited, and he voted for him 15 times, we're going to find out how serious they are. Because if they give in on this, they've lost all their leverage. Okay, so... The Treasury is going to take extraordinary measures to keep money moving. And Kevin McCarthy wants the spending cuts. Biden wants debt raised with no strings. And Kevin McCarthy said that this this is our moment of change. This is the time to change the behavior. They can get everything they want because they hold all the cards. If the Democrats and Todd Young and Mitt Romney and those guys really are so fearful of the debts, the debt ceiling and the and the ramifications of that, then there is nothing they won't give these Republicans if what if they actually believe the threat they're making of the consequences of not raising the debt ceiling. But the Republicans have had this control infinite times before, and they always wilt, and they always give in because they don't mean what they say. So the question becomes, and we're Mm -hmm. going to find out, Mm -hmm. when we don't get meaningful reform in exchange for raising the debt ceiling, will Jim Banks come on this radio show and say, because he's coming on every show on IBC but ours, right? And we know why that is. Because Jim doesn't want the question about his 15 repeated votes for Kevin McCarthy, and we're not just going to ask him once and let him bull crap and go. So when that happens, because we know it's going to happen, you're never going to get anything meaningful in this country. Will Jim Banks come on this radio show and say, I'm sorry for misleading people for supporting Kevin McCarthy? This is your invitation. It's the kinder, gentler version of Rob Kendall. <laughs> What do you think? Is he buying it? Uh, I don't think we'll see Jim on the show anytime <laughs> soon. But it's weird because he told me he was such a fighter. He tells everyone he's such a fighter. He just, I guess he doesn't want to fight between 9 and noon. Okay, apparently not. That's when he's taking a break. Kanye West. I rem- I recall a few weeks back we would start off the show talking about Kanye West after his big appearance with Alex Jones and how he had all the anti-Semitic comments. Well, where's he been lately? Have you heard anything from this guy Recently, some people said he was dead. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about him coming up from ninety three WIBC. Hey Jude, really? Don't make it bad. I couldn't resist. Take a sad we had a plan. Kevin went rogue. I think Hammer derailed that whole plan. Today was supposed to be Jackson Brown Day all day long. Clearly not Jackson Brown. We're gonna play. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, (laughs) Brown. Look at him. Is Jackson Brown the whole way out of the show? Well, it's already over. It's too late now. Tried to be different. (laughs) Twenty minutes after eleven, it's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. So, Rob, there was uh, a few weeks back. We spent a lot of time talking about Kanye West after his appearance on the Alex Jones podcast and show, and he was spewing a lot of anti-Semitic comments and professing his love for Adolf Hitler. And uh, where is he now? Why would I know? Why would I care? 
I mean, why is he, this is a great example. Okay, and Kevin, you can speak as someone who has parted with your hard-earned money to see this clown before. Why (laughs) is he a thing? I've never understood this. Well, I think you described it perfectly. You said he's kind of like an Andy Kaufman character. So when you went, you went and saw him in concert. Yeah. And did you go because you said, I just want to see the show itself the person conducting the show is not relevant to me. Well, so I grew up listening to Kanye's music. I mean, his music uh, really resonated with my generation. Oh, yes, as a white suburban kid that went to private school, the Kanye, right. uh, the, the, this, this, <laughs> the, the Kanye West lyrics were really resonating with you. Yeah, we loved it. Uh, so that was part of it. Um, but yeah, also, he's just such a spontaneous character, yeah. as we all know. Mm-hmm. And well, he, he has spontaneously disappeared. Isn't yeah. that weird? Isn't the, isn't the whole thing weird? Like, okay, you're going to put all your eggs in the freak show basket. And look, there's a lot of people who have made a lot of money putting all your eggs in the freak show basket. Mm-hmm. The problem is, correct me if I'm wrong on this, the problem is... He was mainstream enough that he couldn't abide by the mainstream mm. rules. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What I just said? Like, we have certain expectations because we are on terrestrial radio. Obviously, the things we can and cannot say, but also the content itself, right? Because we are being consumed or have the ability to be consumed by the masses. So we do a radio show that's different than, say, if I just had my own podcast yeah. and was talking about the things that I... Well, the rules and regulations are much different. Right. And this dude made a gajillion dollars operating in the mainstream because there was a freak show aspect to him, but he didn't know where the line was. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately, because of his lack of self-control, crossed the mainstream line as a freak show. And he took... Is that fair? Yeah. And he brought Trump into it as well. And Trump said he needs help. And we had commented at the time that maybe he was having some sort of bipolar manic episode. Well, now his lawyers are considering taking out newspaper ads to inform him they're no longer representing him. Right. Because there's been a breakdown in communication. And... They have no contact with him. So they're going to take out ads in the newspaper to let him know, hey, we're not on your payroll anymore. You've got a, and again, you've been around entertainment for a long time. So you, and you've interviewed a lot of obviously entertainers, famous people, whatever. But you understand this. When you are, when your job, like a job we have, or certainly on a level of a Kanye West, is to entertain people and you feel like you've got to continuously one up the ante mm-hmm. in order to do that mm-hmm. you've got to really be in touch with your who you are as a human being like you've got to really be able to leave your work at work or you can get like it appears Kanye West consumed yes yeah, super swallowed up mm-hmm. in the idea of you like like we tell people this all the time and it blows people's minds. I'm actually a very nice person <laughs> away from this job. It's true. Because the point <laughs> is I get it all out here mm-hmm. and I have recognized over years of 
learning lessons, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience on this, that if you aren't careful about a clear separation, you can lose the lines start getting blurred and if you take whatever you do to entertain people home with you that's not always a good thing you can become gobbled up by it the right. persona rob kendall off the rails right. is not sitting around the dinner table right. with his wife going off the rails right. because and, 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 it and doesn't work like that you see and you see a lot of this like an area you see this a ton is professional wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. Like take Hulk Hogan, for example. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, mm -hmm. the guy was named Terry Bollea. There is no more Terry Bollea, dude. Hulk Hogan, the character, and Hulk Hogan, the person. Merged into one. Every every time he's in public, you know, anytime it's brother, dude, he's wearing bandanas, sunglasses, Bermuda shorts, fanny packs. The Ric Flair documentary that was on uh, Peacock that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Richard Fleer, the guy, and he's honest about this. Like, that dude is gone. Like, mm -hmm. there is just, there is no Dana, only Zool. There is Ric Flair. And Kanye West, I think, and tragically, and it's cost him huge amounts of money got sucked up in that he was always uh eccentric i feel like like i feel like that was always him and um yeah i mean i've just seeing him i watched a documentary of him when he was younger before he became famous at all yeah and he always you know uh believed he was the best and yeah. mm -hmm. kind of had a a cockiness to him but there, I, in a way he kind of needed that to become there's to a, get to that point there's a line in the man in the moon movie which is about andy kaufman you know jim carrey plays andy kaufman and courtney love plays his girlfriend and he says something to the effect of i just wish people knew the real me and she looks at him and she goes there is no real you like you, you have made this environment for yourself where you are such a huckster and a showman mm -hmm. that yes, everybody wants to know, you know, what what will happen next, but now you can't worm your way out of it because your mainstream was so freak show that you have to just keep, you know, and, and it never ends well, whether it's Alex Jones or whoever. Like, there was a moment where Alex Jones had some level of mainstream. You know, he was interviewed on NBC and all these other things, but he couldn't. Cross the line. He could, he, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't separate it. And then he can't come back from that. Well, you know, Foot Locker and Gap and all of these companies have moved away from Kanye West. His talent agency dropped him, and now his lawyers are dropping him yeah. as well. They're just trying to let him know. And he <laughs> divorced. So him and his wife, Kim Kardashian, you know, they got divorced. And now Kanye's been romantically linked with this uh, Bianca Sensori. And they had some sort of wedding ceremony, but they didn't obtain a marriage certificate sure, so it's course. not legal yeah lots of people have wedding ceremonies and don't actually get married what's the problem here <laughs> is there something wrong with that fake wedding let's pretend we're married uh hopefully yes. hopefully though he's found somebody who can help look after him hey speaking of people who have no idea what's going on mm -hmm. can we play this chelsea handler audio when we come back if we have to. Yeah, we do. We do. We, we do. We, we do. We so do. We, we, we totally do. do. Okay. Uh, it's on the way from 93 WIBC. I can't keep up with what's been going down. Good morning. It is 1133. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. By the way, you can head over to WIBC.com right now and enter for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Hank Williams Jr., He'll be at the Ruoff Music Center on Saturday, June 17th. 
So Senate Democrats are preparing to play defense in 24, looking to preserve their narrow majority in the upper chamber. The party's defending more than twice as many seats as Republicans, and it's already facing the possibility that some of its incumbents could retire, leaving even more open competitive seats. So we've got about eight races that we're looking at. Yeah, so The Hill actually Mm -hmm. had an interesting article about these races, the most likely seats to flip in 2024, and they are all Democrat-held seats. So, you know, it's Arizona, Mm -hmm. it's Michigan, Mm -hmm. it's Montana, it's Nevada, it's Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wisconsin, uh, all Democrat-held seats, and they're all places either that Trump won or you've had recent Republican victories, or at least they're you know they're they're super super close. And this is where it comes back to, and I say this as someone who has zero faith in the Republicans. So I'm not saying this as someone cheerleading for the Republicans. I'm analyzing the situation. Your top of the ticket matters so much in these swing states because what you cannot do in a swing state down ballot race is have a group of people showing up to vote against someone that is not you, Mm. right? So what I mean by that is if you're the Senate candidate in Arizona, okay, it is going to be staggered enough. It's going to be close enough as we saw in the last race or Nevada where it's a point, two points, whatever, either way. You cannot have a group of people who otherwise might not be participating showing up just to vote against someone who is not you because you can't win those people. If someone's showing up to vote against, say, Donald Trump, they're going to vote straight ticket down the ticket because whoever the Democrat nominee is going to be saying, and help, you know, uh, it won't be Kirsten Sinema in Arizona. It'll mm-hmm. be wh- whoever the Democrat nominee is because she's an independent now. Help whoever it is get across the finish line or same thing in Nevada. So, yeah, if you want to punish Trump, you can't just vote for me. You got to vote for Sally so-and-so. Well, you had no chance to get those people as a candidate. You can't do that. You can't win in those swing state races if there's if you start hundreds of thousands of votes behind by people so- solely showing up to vote against someone who's not you. Does that make sense? Well, people like to vote for someone they want versus voting against somebody. Right. And so the Republican Party, the onus on the Republican Party is that you have to get your top of the ticket right. And we started off the show by by talking about that poll that showed, hey, DeSantis is Mm -hmm. ahead of Biden while Trump is overwhelmingly behind Biden. And again, I know that makes some people angry, but that's the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is Donald Trump fares far, far worse than other Republicans and would be a much bigger drain on your down ballot Republicans than another candidate, even if that candidate may not get across the finish line. So you do whatever you want with that. People get mad when I say it. You can ignore it. You can say, no, 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 it's not true. The reality is 
it's real. Yeah. There it, are people. It matters. There are Donald Trump triggers something in a certain percentage of the populace that other people do not trigger, and those people would likely not engage not only at the top of the ticket but down the rest of the ballot. I wanted to take a look at Michigan just really quickly because Debbie Stabenow is retiring. She announced that, so that's going to be one of the seats that is up for grabs. And I was really thinking that the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, would go for that. But according to this article from The Hill, he has said, as well as Gretchen Whitmer, that they're ruling out a Senate bid. They're not going to run for those for that seat. Well, that is interesting, right? Because the Republicans don't have any clear front runner there. There's no beloved party elder mm-hmm. or whatever. Republicans aren't in a strong position in the state. And so maybe that speaks to Pete Buttigieg potentially thinking White House. It could be. It could Mm -hmm. be maybe a vice presidential pick, depending on who the the nominee is. Um, Yeah. Look, it's going to be a fascinating year, and I think we're going to get a pretty good idea by midsummer, maybe late summer, where the Republican Party is going. And again, I don't have any vested interest in the outcome of this, other than the outcome of the country. I know whoever the Republicans pick will likely thoroughly let us down for the most part. I have some hope in Ron DeSantis, so I'm not cheerleading for the Republicans. I'm just saying this: the Republicans need to make a choice about whether they want to be serious about reclaiming the Senate majority because it's right there for the taking. It's so there for the taking. They could easily win four, maybe even six of those eight seats, and mm-hmm. then you have a majority. Yeah. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and astronomy is not Chelsea Handler's strong suit. <laughs> okay, so she appeared on Jimmy Fallon's NBC, uh, The Tonight Show. This was earlier this week, January 12th. And she said something that is... Holy and absolutely ridiculous. It, it is that a grown ass person. And when you listen to this, remember, these are the people who the media put up as like these very smart people who you should totally listen to on politics, mm-hmm. on government. Aspire to be like. On voting. Yeah. Listen to this stupidity and then realize this is who you're being told are the sort of people that you really need to listen to. And at a certain age, when you don't know, you know, the answers to questions, it's too embarrassing to ask questions, you know? You just have to pretend you know. And um, I talk about a story that I didn't know, and this is true, I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. I find this hard to believe, but what are you talking about? It was, I was shocking to me as well. I mean. Well, of course, it must have been more shocking to you. I was like, I was in Africa. We were on safari. My sister and I were riding an elephant. And there was a man riding an elephant for us because we don't know how to ride an elephant. Yeah. And my older sister, Simone, looked up at the, at the, at the, the sky and she said, Chelsea, Chelsea, look up. It's not often you get to see the sun and the moon at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, looking, I was like Scooby Doo. I'm like, I said, and I go, wait, I go, but they're always together. And as soon as I said that, she turned around. She goes, what did you say? And I was like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, I knew what I said was wrong. Giddy up, elephant. (laughs) I was like, let's canter. Is that what an elephant does? (laughs) Oh my god. And um, I and 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 she looked at me. She goes, I need you. And I just tried to gloss over it. I was like, never mind what I said. I know. And she said, no, I need you to tell me what you think is happening between the sun and the moon. 
And I was like, honestly, I just assumed when the sun went down, it popped back up as the moon, you know? <laughs> the little costume change. Like, <laughs> like, is that not what's happening? The man riding the elephant spoke no English and went, <laughs> and he's just like another dumb American, yeah. you know? I, I have so many thoughts and comments and none of them are overly nice. So... Since you're being the nicer, kinder, gentler version of Rob Kendall today, I'm going to go for it. Why would you go on national TV to make yourself look that stupid? That is a great question. And now that I've had a chance to think about it, I think it's very similar to why does Joe Biden sit back in his chair and smirk when he's Mm -hmm. getting asked questions about the documents? Because you don't care? Think you're better than everybody else? You're never held to account, right? She will not be held to account for the stupidity. These celebrities, many of them, have IQs of a potted plant. The idea that a grown-ass woman, I'm sorry, that's not very nice. The idea that an adult woman would still think that the sun and the moon are the same thing. I can't remember what, I can't even remember how old I was when I knew the sun and the moon were different, I'm guessing three years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, her parents never read Goodnight Moon to her. I mean, and like when you were, didn't your parents, like for the most part, like tell you when, I mean, I don't know, I guess I was three or whatever, maybe two. I don't know. I was very advanced for a child, but that the sun sets mm-hmm. and the moon rises. rises. Yes. And it was made very clear to me these are two. Now, did I understand gravity and the rotation of the earth and all that stuff? No. But, like, in school, they talk about the earth, you know, the moon's rotation, mm-hmm. the pull of the earth. Apparently, the, she wasn't paying like attention that the sun's The sun's separation from the planet. I mean, I don't... And it's fine. Everybody's allowed to be an idiot. But when... I'm sorry, let me rephrase that on a kinder, gentler day. Everyone is allowed to have a certain lack of intelligence, mm-hmm. but... When you prop these people up as the people I should be listening to on voting, on government, on politics, and the fact that Jimmy Fallon just sat there laughing. Laughing. Are we chalking that up to this is entertainment? I guess, but they'll keep rolling these people out as some sort of experts on anything. And if she had the quiet, okay, you get to a certain point in your age where you can't ask a question. Well, we now have this neat invention called Google. And how did she ever think there are actually... Look that up. There are actually times where almost, like the sun and the moon, they're not mm-hmm. up at the same time. I mean, they are, but they're like, how did she think any of that was working? Like, how is it daylight and you can still see the moon? The most telling... What did she think was happening? I, I, I don't know, but I think the most telling part about that entire story that she told was that she was in Africa on a safari riding an elephant. Because, you know, I just did that yesterday. <laughs> Casey, before we go Not to a break. Not relatable at all. Before we go to a break, I want everybody to ponder during the break <laughs> how this woman thought you could see the sun <laughs> setting in the west <laughs> while the moon was coming up on the other side <laughs> of the globe. Like, yeah. how... Like how just just ponder that. Maybe we'll come up with some. I don't I don't even know. That would have been the question I would have asked. Okay. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. 
It's been a fun exercise today. <laughs> How many Jackson Brown songs can Kevin find? A fun you exercise could, for him. We could do Jackson Brown Day every day till the end of the month, no. and we'd be fine in terms of the bumper music. No, if that crosses my desk, I'm going to veto it. Hey, did you hear Night Court is back? I, that's what you were saying. It was on last night. And I was told, mm-hmm. I've not seen it yet. Yeah. I was told it was absolutely terrible. Mm. You were expecting great things? Well, no. <laughs> okay. Mainly because... Well, I'm glad you handled your expectations then. Now, I haven't seen it. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. But now, almost all, many of, not almost all, but many of the main characters are not only not on the show, they're, they've passed away. Mm-hmm. Marky Post has passed away. Uh, Harry Anderson has passed away. A couple of the other kind of side characters have passed away. And Richard Mull, mm-hmm. who was the Bull, Bull was kind of the breakout character. Yeah. He's not even in the show. In fact, Dan Larroquette is the only one. He was the he was the prosecutor on the original Night Court. Now I get I gather is he's he the judge. He's a defense attorney on okay. this one. Sure. So uh I don't know. I don't if you've seen it in the YouTube chat, let me know. Is it worth wasting twenty minutes of my life to I was gonna say it? this is a half hour show, right? Yeah, I think so yeah. you can commit twenty one minutes and thirty seconds to it. I was to, the review I read, and I think this was CNN, basically said it's like so Night Court went out off TV in the early nineties and they were like the nineties, the two thousands, the twenty tens never happened. Like they just like have been retransposed into the same night court as though technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like none of this it's just the same night court. 30, 35 years later, just whatever it is. Different people and new problems why probably do they coming do into the court. Why do why do they do this? Because what? there's no new original idea. But somebody had to be sitting around at a meeting and got paid a lot of money to go, I know. I always loved Night Court. Let's bring Night that court. Well, It's easy because uh, you've seen one sitcom. You've pretty much seen them all. Yeah. There's, a, there's ingredients to the sitcom yeah. that it makes it a lot easier for these guys. Now, mm-hmm. like, okay, so Frasier is coming back, right? And I didn't know that. Yeah, they're rebooting Frasier, but Kelsey Grammer mm-hmm. is still in it. Now, the brother uh, is not in it, and obviously the dad has passed away in real life, but at least the guy, the dude... The main guy, he's still... Is he still doing a radio show? I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see, but at least Dr. Frazier Crane... Because I'm still- calling BS right there. <laughs> if he's at the same radio station doing the same radio show, maybe they'll have him doing a podcast. Yeah, maybe he'll be doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, keeping up with the times. So, so you, you know what I'm saying with that? Like, at least that guy mm-hmm. is going to be a part of the show. In this case, there's one dude, and he's not even in the same role he was before. And Dan Larroquette is almost 80 years old. <laughs> there's no way Dan Larroquette is defending alleged convicts in the night court at almost 80 years old at this point. (laughs) All right. Well, if you watch it, I look forward to a full report. Let's talk about what's going on in Missouri really quick. So lawmakers adopted a new dress code for women in the state house. It requires them to cover their shoulders. Oh, it's a stricter dress code. It was passed with a vote of 105 to 51. Wow. So you would assume that means some women voted for it. Absolutely. Yeah, and they're saying that they never. The one woman said she never thought her first national interview would be about what she can and cannot wear as a female lawmaker. Where are you at with this? You're kind of a feminist. What's you know, up with that? I understand both sides a little. I have a lot of dresses. 
some of my favorites are sleeveless. Yeah, you got some real revealing clothes in your wardrobe. So the sleeveless part is hard for me because I do wear a lot of sleeveless clothes. Less so in the winter. So I would have a problem. I would have to wear jackets and sweaters. But I also come come at it from the side where I get it. There's certain places where you need to have more decorum, Uh professional attire, and maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah, but it doesn't. Okay, we're not talking about like like. Are there so few problems in Missouri that mm-hmm. what we're and I that they have to pass a law for that they have to pass a law to say like sleeves their like is abolishing uh, fighting you know a lack of sleeves the biggest mm-hmm. issue in front of the state of Missouri. I mean, it, we're not saying like there are too many people wearing I'm with stupid T-shirts on the House floor. We've got to fix this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, this, the, again, but is it really any different than the the state sandwich here? Right. That's is it different than the tenderloin? We'll we'll show those people. We'll make them wear those sleeves and no dancing while we're at it. Yeah, I I can recall one time when I visited the Vatican. You do have to cover your shoulders there. So many women will just carry a scarf in their purse and then tie it around their shoulders. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'd just like to go out with the voice and the music, if that's okay. You have a great day. (laughs) Kinder, gentler, Rob. Thank you. Hey, good job, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WYBC.